Welcome everybody to the 52nd edition of the Metabolist 2 podcast, which features David and Ben. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Um, on the mic uh, as your resident Doctor Who experts, and actually experts in pretty much everything, to be honest. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> yes, we are the de- what is it from the full circuit? The deciders. We, we're totally <laughs> the deciders. Exactly. You are decider, David, and I am decider, Ben. We should we should totally call ourselves that. I like that. <laughs> the decider podcast. The deciders. Actually, that'd be yeah, that'd be like a Bush era alternative yeah, band. The I deciders. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we make our own reality. Yeah, mm, <laughs> not too sure about that. So I think this week we would we're just going to do a kind of a weekend update, kind of news roundup because there's a lot a lot of stuff been going on. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. and punctuated by your visit to San Diego. San Diego. So yeah, I've been I've been in some way, some ways, at the spear point of Doctor <laughs> Who news by the being, vanguard, if you the will. vanguard, if you will, uh, by being lucky enough to attend the fabulous San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. which is uh, something I'd never been to before. Um, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, but I had never been to it before, and it was very, very interesting. Was able oh, to yeah? go for the uh, full five days preview night on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Took in a couple of Doctor Who panels. Um, right. There were a lot of Doctor Who stars present. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't know. Comic Con appears to be a little bit like Cannes. You know, you <laughs> you go to the Cannes Film, Film Festival, and they're like there are the plebs, and then there are then there are the stars, right. and they are kind of kept separate from each other. So mm-hmm. Karen Gillan was there apparently. Didn't see her. Mm-hmm. Um, David Tennant was there promoting DuckTales, I and mean, God knows okay. what he's got to do with DuckTales. I think um, he plays he's probably Scrooge the voice McDuck. Of, he's probably the voice of a duck, I would have no, said. I think he plays Scrooge McDuck. Oh, of course, yeah, because he's got a Scottish he's Scottish. Accent. He's Scottish, yeah, of yes. course. So, like, who are you going to call? Um, you're going <laughs> to call the Scotsman that you know. Uh, so, the, yeah, the, they were all there. Um, did I see them? No, I didn't. Um, no. I was able, because it's crazy, and, and no wonder the celebrities don't hang around, because there's millions <laughs> and millions of people. However, I was lucky enough to go to three Doctor Who themed panels. I went to the Brit Box classic Doctor Who panel, um, okay. which featured uh, uh, Colin Baker and um, uh, Peter Davison and Sophie Aldred. Oh, excellent. Um, I went to the Titan Comics Doctor Who Comics panel which featured a bunch of people who write Doctor Who comics, um, Mm -hmm. none of which I'd particularly heard of, but it was interesting to to hear what's going on in the world of Titans Doctor Who comics line. All right. Um, And then finally, on the last day of the the Comic-Con, I was at the BBC America kind of Doctor Who proper uh, panel with um, Mark Gatiss and um, uh, 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 Stephen, uh, Stephen Moffat and Peter Capaldi and... Michelle Gomez and Paul Mackey and Matt Lucas. Mm-hmm. The, the the main Doctor Who panel that I missed seeing was I didn't get to see John Barrowman, who was at a, who was on a couple of panels. Um, <laughs> apparently that was absolutely awesome. He wore a TARDIS dress and like you know messed around a lot. <laughs> um, right. I, I unfortunately I missed that, and um, I'll just have to I'll just have to admit that I, I didn't go to any John Barrowman panels. But there you go. I think he was mainly talking about Torchwood comics, mm-hmm. and I'm not that into the Torchwood right. comic line, so you know. Boring. Boring, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how about that first panel, the Britbox classic Doctor Who panel? It was great. It was um, it was one of the uh, one of the small... Well, it was a huge room, but it was one of right. the smaller huge rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't uh, have to line up to get in, so that was good. 
Um, it was pretty well attended. There were some empty seats in the Indigo Ballroom at, 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 the, Hilton, at the Hilton. Right. It was well moderated by some guy who's obviously in a, whose name escapes me. Kyle um, Anderson, probably of... Yeah, I think it was him. The yeah, Doctor Who, the Writer's Room podcast, and Nerdist.com. Nerdist.com. Yeah, apologies, um, uh, Metabilis 2 fans. I should have been taking notes <laughs> when I was at these, but anyway. Um, it was weird because, of course, as a Briton, mm-hmm. um, I've actually spent quite a lot, not quite a lot of time, I have spent time up close and personal with all three of those Doctor Who stars. So it was actually <laughs> kind of weird to see them kind of, you know, a long way away and being held, being held up as kind of rare and, 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 and exotic creatures when, you know, I, you know, we used to go down to the, to the Who store in Barking, you know, and get Peter Davison to scribble on a book for me, right. um, at regular intervals. Um, however, it was, it was, uh, BritBox is launching a new service, um, it is a new service, they're going to have all of Doctor Who on it, all of classic Doctor Who, and the doctors and, 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 uh, and a doctoral, a doctoral assistant, Mm-hmm. Um, were there to promote that service. Um, mm-hmm. What was interesting, though, is there was a lot of online comment, um, uh, especially kind of, you know, from Radio Times and a lot of stuff on Facebook about Peter Davison um, making negative comments uh, regarding a female Doctor Who. Now, I obviously wasn't backstage in any way. I wasn't at the kind of the BuzzFeed photo shoot or blah, 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 the kind of behind-the-scenes interview things. But right. in the in the in the in the in the, on the in the hall itself, Davidson was completely accepting and supportive of a female Doctor Who. So mm-hmm. um, I just take what's being reported about what he's been what what he said with a huge pinch pinch of salt. My um, understanding I, it was taken out of context. Totally taken out of con- totally taken out of context. Um, totally exaggerated. You know, I mean, he is. It's funny. I mean, he's actually kind of more of a curmudgeon than um, um, than uh, uh, than Colin Baker. You would have expect you would expect that to be the other way round. Right. Um, uh, but uh, Colin Baker was positively effusive about about a lady who, uh, which was great. And obviously, you know, obviously Aldred Aldred was keen. So yeah. So if if any of you are paying attention, and I, unfortunately, it seems it, I, I read that that, that that Davison has had to quit Twitter. Um, based on you know some of the abuse he's been getting from people who have taken his remarks out of context, and I think that's a great shame because Peter Davison yes. is amazing and wonderful, and we should respect him as a national treasure, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, just just a sad side of fandom on both sides as well. Right. I mean, you know, it's 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 people who are you know criticizing him for being an inverted comma sexist, um, as well as people criticizing uh, him for you know, supporting what they think he said, which mm-hmm. wasn't what he said, which is you know a, 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 a casting a woman is is a bad idea. Those remarks completely taken out of context, and I was right. there, so I know. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it's disappointing. It is. It really is. Actually, I really hope that this kind of calms down um, mm-hmm. before we start moving into you know proper publicity for right. the new series because this is mm-hmm. going to be really tough on Jodie Whittaker, and uh, I really hope it doesn't it doesn't get worse, and I hope it gets better. Right. Yeah. How was the Wheel in Space? trailer or uh, preview it was like it was a telly snap reconstruction right. it's like what the hell <laughs> i mean the, that, that was the weird thing about it because they had they had you know a bunch of softball questions to the two doctors and to sophie um mm-hmm. questions from the audience were all kind of like oh, what was your favorite story when you were the doctor <laughs> you know it's like come on everybody i know you don't get to meet classic doctors very often because they all live in england where sensible people live <laughs> um, but you know, let's let's just let, let's try and get this slightly more 
just like what you can see on YouTube. Right. And yeah, and I was I I knew that it wasn't going to be a missing episode that was revealed because right. I guess that wouldn't have happened anyway. Right. Uh, but I was kind of disappointed that it simply was just like a good old telly snap reconstruction mm-hmm. of which there are hundreds. Mm-hmm. I really hope that Britpots aren't going to sell their kind of you know classic Who experience on the basis of telesnap reconstructions they need to start <laughs> ponying up and funding some funding some um, some animations as far as well, i'm concerned perhaps they will if there's enough subscriber base for britbox so everybody again go out and join <laughs> britbox so um uh, get subscribing doctor mm-hmm. who fans yeah and you want to subscribe if you're in the u.s so you can watch face of evil in time for next week's podcast you certainly do you certainly do <laughs> um so those were those were those were the revelations from the Britbox panel um the doctors were looking great mm-hmm. sophie always looks gorgeous um, no no dirt on jnt nothing no mm. softball down down the line basically okay. questions, questions wise but it was good i mean i hadn't seen colin and peter in the flesh for you know for a while i mean how long have i been living in america now 15 years uh-huh. um, so i hadn't seen them in the flesh for 15 years um and they're, they're looking good they're looking good, good. as good. is sophie yeah she's looking mm-hmm. great too so that's nice beautiful as ever yeah beautiful beautiful as ever um i think we, there was some vague discussion of whether there should now be the ace adventures <laughs> um, uh, to compliment the Sarah Jamin adventures, but I don't think anyone really was taking that seriously. Hmm. Um, the uh, so yeah, that was well, how was about good. the Titan panel? Title panel. They 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 published a bunch of a bunch of comics about Doctor Who. I'm I'm not actually a great Titan comics reader, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, I really went there just to see what was going on and see if there's any kind of major revelations. Um, they, of course, primarily uh, concentrate on uh, New Who Doctors. Yep. Um, there will be some crossovers, uh, apparently, later this year with New Who Doctors crossing over with Classic Doctors. Hmm. You know, uh, I mean, it whetted my appetite to may- maybe to try and pick up some of the collected volumes right. of, of Doctor Who uh, comics. Um, but, uh, you know, it was interesting enough. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, Nick Abadzis was actually the main artist that I was, I was wanting to hear talk i've been following his work since he worked for um since he was working for deadline in the early 90s mm-hmm. um so that was good you know and and, and again i mean the, the the their writers are super dedicated mm-hmm. and um uh, you know Badzis draws and writes his um mm-hmm. i think he's 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 handling the the 10th doctor's adventures so uh and the yeah. range seems to be pretty well supported by titan very well supported very robust um i'm not sure it's any and in any kind of danger but obviously you know for those of you who like who and like comics you pick up some of those comics it can't hurt to help titan right and then the marquee the marquee event with uh moffat and company yeah that was that was in the famous hall the infamous hall h that was sunday evening wasn't it yeah and that was a real bait and switch so i'm very irritated about (laughs) with um with bbc america because they had a back-to-back Dirk Gently and Doctor Who session. Mm-hmm. So, so if you wanted to get a seat to attend the Doctor Who panel, you had to sit through an hour of Dirk Gently nonsense. So <laughs> that really, that really, I actually, I, I, I left my bag because I'm, I'm on my own, you see. So like, I can't sort of get my friends to watch, get my Dirk Gently loving friends to watch my bag <laughs> while I go out and do something more interesting. But I was able to convince uh, a tenant-dressed person. Uh-huh. Uh, sitting next to me to watch my bag, and I actually went out and like got got a sandwich while they were warbling on about Dirk Gently, which is a show <laughs> I really can't stand. So, right. um, I'm, 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 so, so apologies, you were, 
apologies to any, Dirk, to any Dirk Gently fans in the audience. So that was an hour, hour of that nonsense. And then straight into Who. And mm-hmm. um, they all came on waving their arms. I was a very, 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 very long way away. So right. I probably was, I mean, if you, I think the session is on YouTube. So uh, what, what you can see by watching it on YouTube is probably better than what I can see. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was fun. Again, it was super softball. There mm-hmm. was nothing. There were no revelations about anything. I personally think the BBC America missed a huge opportunity to, you know, all they had to do is is pony up for one first class airfare from from London, and we could have had Jodie Whittaker on stage. Mm. Um, I think that would, and I think possibly they were um, wanting it to be more of a kind of, you know, a farewell victory lap for Peter. Well, um, Peter but, did get a like a seven eight minute standing ovation. I yeah, we, I we, we we gave him a couple of standing ovations, and he gave a lovely lovely speech, um, thanking Stephen Moffat and um, and and Pearl Mackey mm-hmm. um, and all the other actors on stage. I mean, individually, kind of just giving a you know little thanks to 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 each of them, which was really 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 mm-hmm. really kind of beautiful. And um, if I if I'm if I'd been the weeping type, um, I'd. I'd probably would have started weeping at that point. It was so, very, very emotional. Well, Mark Gatiss was there, I'm, I'm guessing, on the strength of him being in the Christmas special? Yeah, I think, yeah. And, and they, they did reveal the Christmas special trailer, which, of course, you've all seen now, mm-hmm. um, because that's the trailer that was now revealed. I mean, I think what uh, what's, what's interesting about any kind of BBC panel, even a BBC America panel, is the BBC being a publicly owned corporation? They can't really kind of reveal things that they don't actually then also have to reveal to reveal to everybody else. Otherwise, the license payers would justifiably be incredibly aggrieved. Right. Um, but yeah, no, you know, he was. I, I think. I mean, he was there. He's, he's obviously, you know, a friend of Moffat's. Um, and mm-hmm. they'd actually done a couple of Sherlock panels right. earlier, earlier in the earlier in the earlier in the um, convention. Um, mm-hmm. There was actually one funny question from the audience. Again, the questions were pretty kind of softball. Uh, they were either kind of children or, or weirdos asking questions. <laughs> um, but there was one good question, which was saying, um, you know, that, that uh, Stephen, right next, you know, you, 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 and, you and Mark are doing Dracula next. Um, you know, you've got a Van Helsing just standing right next to you. <laughs> um, uh, pointing to Peter Capaldi, he would would make a very good yes, Van Helsing. Yes, he would. Actually. Yes, he would actually. Yeah, very good Van Helsing. Um, I'm <laughs> sure he can do a a Dutch accent or whatever Van Helsing is. So that was a good question. Otherwise, I mean, apart from the this wonderful kind of you know valedictory address from from Peter, it was you know, pretty much what we've uh, what we've seen before. No revelation about um, who uh, Mark Gatiss is supposed to be playing i have mm-hmm. heard rumors that it's some kind some that could be brigadier related it's well it's or or well it's a definitely a world war one soldier type yeah and, so like, I've, and i've seen already mashups between the trailer and um black adder goes forth so <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe he'll be playing black adder who knows who knows, <laughs> who knows? i mean he certainly can't be playing the actual brigadier because that would make the brigadier too old Right. Um, maybe the brigadier's father, um, <laughs> Jock Lethbridge Stewart. <laughs> but the the interesting thing that I saw in the trailer was they have recast Polly. Absolutely, and I, I actually that that took. I mean, because I hadn't obviously hadn't seen the trailer before. That that was super exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the recasting aspect. I mean, hopefully it will be done well, but I, I, I love the 10th planet. Um, it's one of my favorites and I'm just very, very, very excited to have a kind of, uh, you know, that like that Star Trek Tribble episode, you know, where they go back <laughs> in time with, in 
Deep Space Nine. I, I kind of love those kinds of episodes. And mm -hmm. to, for who to attempt one of those, I think is super exciting and will make my Christmas an exciting one. <laughs> well, they did do something on the line of the Tribble episode with the name of the Doctor, with Clara. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of, <laughs> yeah, I kind of wipe out a lot of Clara stuff. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Because that Clara was there at the very beginning when the Doctor stole the TARDIS. That oh, is true. Yeah. And everywhere else as well. Boo. That, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Um, no, no sign of Ben, though. So I hope that, I mean, I, I hope they'll have Ben in too. Um, if, it's if a hard actor to cast or a hard face to cast because. Very distinctive, uh, yeah. yeah. Michael Cray's such a distinctive uh, jawline and profile. Yeah, and juggy ears as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how they do. I mean, again, you know, anything to me, I mean, this is exciting for me, not just because, you know, I love the, I love Classic Who, but anything that drives, um, you know, younger viewers to, you know, check out, check out The Tenth Planet and watch, you know, early 60s Hartnell mm -hmm. Who is, is got to be good. It's mm -hmm. got to be good. Yeah. yeah. And sad news in our classic Who family with the passing of Deborah Watling. Yeah, I, I mean, actually, David, I'll, I'll I'll pass that over to you because you're a well-known Trouton <laughs> fan. Um, she died very young. Um, yeah, I sad. believe at age yeah. 69 of lung cancer. It was yeah. diagnosed earlier in the year and... No more Deborah. No more Deborah. Have you? You didn't. You. You've never um, met her at all, have you? No, I have never met any uh, Doctor Who luminary or uh, actor. Oh, really? So. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Oh. I've, I've. I think I've mentioned before. I just I never meet your heroes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because they <laughs> may turn out to be jerks. Well, not so much that I'm worried about that. It's just I just. I, I like that separation of fiction, I guess. Prefer them to be real. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, for me, they're the characters they play on the screen or in audio. To see them up close or see them in real life sort of takes away that um, make believe for me. That's, and I think that's entirely laudable, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yes. But it's sad. Yeah. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, I think one, one, one realizes, you know, these people get older and. Right. Some, you know, they were. Someday, then none of them will be with us. Which well, would be cancer awful. has just been devastating the companions of the 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one role, I've seen her in two things. Of course, Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, we had two of her stories returned mostly in full with the yep. Enemy of the World and the Web of Fear recently. So that almost doubled her screen time. But uh, the other show that I remember seeing... Deborah Watling is in Danger UXB, the late seventies oh, uh, yeah. bomb disposal drama. Of course, <laughs> where she played a role quite unlike Victoria, where she played Naughty Norma, <laughs> <laughs> where she was a uh, quite the flirt in <laughs> Danger UXB. Well, there's some incredibly flirty pictures of her, like during the kind of casting before she was cast as um, as Victoria. If you want to seek those out on the internet. Um, <laughs> people who are fans of flirty pictures of ladies um i guess that was the time but, um, yes no, yeah. it's sort of the light cheesecake type yes photos yes, exactly yes yeah yes, which yeah. was which is what uh, actresses of the time Have were were um posed in exactly and she was i mean she was great as i mean victoria is not my favorite companion right. um uh, zoe is my favorite Troughton 
Troughton, if you have to choose between Victoria <laughs> and Zoe, I'm going to pick Zoe. But she did a great job. I mean, again, you know, she, it, I think I think she suffers from not having enough of her episodes left hmm. for us to watch. But um, yeah, I think her biggest shortcoming, or she's kind of stereotyped in Doctor Who fandom as uh, the Scream Queen. As screamer, I, I yeah. think her nickname was Leather Lungs. <laughs> and that was not so much it wasn't Debbie Debbie uh, Deborah Watling's portrayal it was that's how she was written that's what they wanted that's what the her character was there for is to scream and to be afraid of the monsters yeah 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 which again you know i mean as a as a victorian um a character someone who was you know literally taken out of time mm-hmm. um in some ways you know that actually made in some ways kind of sense for her character because mm-hmm. Um, she's from a time when you possibly would be more scared of monsters than modern mm-hmm. day people. She was an, an orphan and, you know, yeah. on her own. And yeah. finally, the traveling with the doctor was too much for her. So I, I will miss her. She has some big finish work, um, often with Fraser Hines. I think her first story was The Space Elevator, which is a companion tale, which is told from her perspective. Right, so, right. There is uh, more Doctor Who with Deborah Watling out there if uh, people should choose to seek it out. Yeah, and it's it, it's because it, it's Troughton Who, it's Good Who, and it, <laughs> and and it's so it's um it's worth seeking out basically. It's, it's fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So did was the did the news about uh, Peter Capaldi's salary break during Comic Con? No, I think the whole salary nonsense was actually. I honestly, I've had such a crazy seven days. Maybe <laughs> it did. I've no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, well, actually, David, c- c- what do you think about all that stuff? How much do you think people should earn? Well, Capaldi earns, from what I understand, two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand pounds for being in Doctor Who. Which, when you compare it to the salaries or the wages that actors make in the States per episode, Capaldi is getting on the low end a per episode price for the entire 13 episode series. Yeah. So, I mean, he is, he's not overpaid, put it that way. (laughs) He's not overpaid, that's true. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the, uh, well, uh, having asked you to give your opinion, now I'm going to like leap in and just give my endless opinion. (laughs) Um, but I mean, I think there's a couple of things. One of which is 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 for our American friends. Um, you know, it often can be hard to to understand or realize exactly what the BBC is. It's a public company. It's a it's a it's it's not private. Um, um, it's owned by uh, the people of Great Britain. We all pay our license fee, and that goes to funding the BBC. And in most public bodies in the UK, salaries are really capped. Right. Um, the the director of the Tate Gallery, Sir Nicholas Sorota, I believe does not earn more than £200,000 a year. Mm-hmm. If you compare that to the kind of million dollar salaries that high level um, art museum directors get in the, in the United States, you know, you say, well, why does Nick Sorota do it? Well, again, the BBC has a huge um, a reserve of uh, uh, a goodwill from most British people, and a lot of people work work for the BBC because it's the BBC. Right. And the other thing is, I think the 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 freedom of information request that led to the to the disclosure of these salaries was 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 basically led by people who want the BBC to be abolished. Right. Um, and the BBC is constantly under attack, mm-hmm. primarily by the rich individuals who own the major newspapers in the UK, um, uh, 
Well, it's Rupert. essentially Rupert Murdoch. Rupert Murdoch, um, Daily Mail, the the the, the crazy um, twin brothers who live on the Channel Islands, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Barclay brothers who own who own the Telegraph. Um, these are all people who want the BBC to go away, mm-hmm. and anything they can do to bring the BBC into, into di- disrepute, they will do. And it's it's interesting reading the uh, the coverage of this that it it kind of weirdly ding-dongs, yo-yos between these people are being paid too much, isn't it a scandal, to to these people are being paid too little, isn't it a scandal? Well, I would think it would backfire. I mean, this was, this to me is the BBC is getting a heck of a deal <laughs> that they for, for the services of actors of the caliber of Peter Capaldi. Yeah. I mean, to, as a comparison, another British actor doing an American show, Daniel Craig, who's mm-hmm. doing the Showtime show Purity, he makes what Capaldi makes per episode. Per episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in, uh, uh, we'll have to say, he then he also has to live in America, um, you know, which... which <laughs> so one, you're which... saying that's sort of like hazard pay or combat pay? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I, mean, it, I mean, that sounds weird because obviously I live in America, um, but I mean, but for someone who, uh, you know, for someone who has a, a family, friends, you know, right. who's, got no, who's got no reason to live in America... Right. Having to, you know, go and live in Los Angeles for like three years, mm-hmm. um, I would actually be kind of a pain. And I can imagine, you know, wanting to be paid properly for that mm-hmm. incredible in- inconvenience. I mean, obviously, you know, everyone everyone knows America is awesome, um, mm-hmm. but there are people who don't think that, and there are people <laughs> who would rather live where they live rather right. than have to go and uh, have to go and work mm-hmm. in um, work in L.A. So I think I think the bottom line, at least from my perspective, is that Doctor Who is being made on a shoestring budget still, and still. no one gets rich <laughs> writing, nope. acting, working on Doctor Who. Yeah, if you imagine all your favorite Doctor Who stars, are, you know, bathing in champagne in their solid gold bathtubs like um, <laughs> like Steven Spielberg does, um, you are wrong. Um, our favorite show is made by people who love it because they love it, and mm-hmm. it's made... For an organization that they love because they love that organization as well and i think that's good mm-hmm. and so the bbc uh always like you mentioned under attack and certainly was under attack for the casting of jody whittaker and so they have a they have a statement uh here i i, I should probably uh send it to you here so you can read it in the british voice <laughs> oh excellent okay i will um i probably got it oh here we go all right <clears throat> Since the very first Doctor regenerated back in 1966, the concept of the Doctor as a constantly evolving being has been central to the programme. Please note the programme is spelled correctly in this instance, using a double M with an E on the end. The continual (laughs) input of fresh ideas and new voices across the cast and the writing and production teams has been a key to the longevity of the series. The Doctor is an alien from the planet Gallifrey, and it has been established in the show that Time Lords can switch gender. As the controller of BBC drama has said, Jodie is not just a talented actor, but she has a bold and brilliant vision for her Doctor. She aced it in her audition, both technically and with the powerful female life force she brings to the role. She is destined to be an utterly iconic Doctor. We hope viewers will enjoy what we have in store for the continuation of the story. <laughs> well, thank you for that. 
And that was on behalf of the BBC Complaints on, Department. On behalf of the B- BBC Complaints Department. And, you know, as, 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 and that, yeah, exactly. Get bent, all of you people who don't like Jodie Whittaker, because really, I mean, it's a TV show and there's now going to be a girl in it. Like, oh dear. Um, the next time when she gets You know, there's bored, never we... been a girl in the TARDIS ever before. That's true. And, you know, when, as soon as she gets bored of, of being paid, you know, $200,000 for doing to, to do 13 episodes and she leaves, <laughs> it'll probably be a bloke again. And that will, so there you go, you know, so like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one will take it now that the salary's out. Exactly. <laughs> that much? That little? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yes, and no one's going to suggest, you know, famous Hollywood stars anymore for that role. Cause, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, he's, 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 yeah he's Judy Dench is right out. Because <laughs> it's a lot of work. I mean, you know. It's a I physical, it's, physically demanding role. Very physically demanding role. I mean, poor old Capaldi in his knees, you know. I mean, I can see why he he kind of stepped away. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm so looking forward to Jodie Whittaker. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really kind of excited and thrilled. Which is why I was really disappointed that they didn't wheel her out at STCC. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, um, that would have been... I mean, could, the, the whole place would have erupted if she'd mm-hmm. come out. But, you know, whatever. Well, her time will come. Her time will come. Next year. Next year at San Diego. San yeah, Diego actually, that, that is quite likely because they should have finished up filming by then. And if they're having a fall debut, they certainly are going to be trying to build up the buzz. And they why will. not in a late mid-July visit to San Diego Comic-Con? Yeah, yeah I, will start, I will start saving my pennies <laughs> um, to, get me, to get me a ticket for next year's. So just as long as they don't bracket it with bloody dirt gently. <laughs> It'll probably be Dracula. Yeah, fine. Dracula's fine. I, actually, I mean, I've, I've never actually seen Dirk Gently. I just, I've, <laughs> I've, I've just really taken against it for for reasons. Because um, it's, it's Shada. <laughs> well, it's it's Shada. It's you know, it's Douglas Adams's cast offs. I mean, it's like it's literally scraping the barrel. Um, uh, you know, it's it's othering English people, which really bugs me as well because I get othered all the time li- 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 living in America. Um, it's like, I don't know, it's John Landis's son is the person who runs it. So talk about nepotism. Um, yeah. anyway, and it's got like Frodo from Lord of the Rings is in it. It's like, you're Frodo. Stop trying to be someone else. <laughs> typecast. Typecast, exactly. Elijah oh, Woods, you're typecast. You're yeah, Frodo. <laughs> you, you can only be a hobbit. Not only can you only be a hobbit, you can only be one particular hobbit <laughs> for the rest of your career. Sorry. <laughs> No, that's really unfair. You're you're super chap. Um, I just wish you were in something. Yep, else. Elijah Woods, I, next James Bond. He should be the next James Bond. <laughs> yeah, kind of a a hobbity James. So Bond. is is Daniel James Craig going to be in the next movie? Do you think he is done, or do you think they'll recast? Do you think uh, James Bond will regenerate in 2018? Geez. Okay, I would like to see him do one more one more round actually, because mm-hmm. I think he's been an amazing. I'm a big James Bond fan as well, obviously, mm-hmm. yes. as, as as all right thinking people are. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I'd like him to. St- I'd, li- I'd like him to do one one more round, and I'd like them to pay him a hundred million dollars. I think that would be great because he totally deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, they need to recast James Bond as Idris Elba. Oh, okay. I was thinking Jodie Whittaker would step into the role oh, after Jodie Whittaker. Yes, of course. <laughs> after. <laughs> And just get well, the entire. I mean, uh... I mean, this actually, this has been interesting because I followed debates about that as well, and there mm-hmm. has there's been a lot of kind of like you know knee jerk nonsense, like what next, like a female James Bond. <laughs> well, they were certainly upset because Craig was a blonde or not a 
not dark not hair. dark hair, which is nonsense as well. Um, I think I think part of the point of James Bond is that he is a man. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty much you know the poster boy, the poster boy for white male supremacy. I mean that's <laughs> that's that's what the character is. Um, so entitlement it, on the stage or on ex- the screen, <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't make a huge amount of sense to recast the. Act. I mean, it doesn't make dramatic sense in the kind of you know the. Uh, but if they the, if they the do Bond cast verse to, mm-hmm. to to recast him as a woman in in a sem- in some way it actually makes a lot of dramatic sense to me to have um, the Doctor be uh, be female in my opinion. But, well, yeah. but that but that would go against casting Elba in there because you know as a... yeah well okay yeah all right maybe I'm contradicting myself I I mean I think Idris Elba is amazing and I think it would be interesting to have the poster boy for white male supremacy. For, the poster boy for white male supremacy. Well, entitlement more more than supremacy. No, entitlement to be black. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because, of course, um, uh, I think the many Americans, and I'm you know characterizing Americans horribly here, will know Idris Elba as someone who is an American because he does an amazing American accent um, mm-hmm. in you know The Wire and uh, that new Stephen King thing that's coming up. Um, to have him speak in his you know real you know English accented voice, um, I think would be very interesting. Right. What what I what I what I think would be radical, um, and what I would be completely against in terms of other thing I'd be completely against. Um, what I would be completely against in terms of um, of casting Doctor Who if they ever get an American actor to do it. Hmm. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, would you agree with that? Would, what would you think about an, a you know a, a jobbing actor, a good American character actor, um, being cast as, as Doctor Who? Well, first off, if they do it, I wonder. It's the police box doesn't make any sense anymore to me. Um, I hope they don't have the person affect a English or you know a UK accent. You know, is this show strong enough to survive? Yeah, but at a certain point, when does it? You know what? What makes Doctor Who? Is right. it just to simply having the TARDIS and traveling through space and time? Well, that didn't really wasn't you know for the first season of Pertwee. I mean, I think there's an inherent amount of Britishness about it that makes it different from say a Star Trek or a Babylon Five right. or, or something that's like that. But for say you cast a New Zealander in the title role Australian, or an Australian. Right. Australian would that register with an American audience? Maybe not, but still a foreign, English-speaking, non-American in the role. So I don't know what I would like to see, not necessarily the actor that plays Doctor Who be cast as, you know, from an American body or whatnot, but I would like to see the show open up to having writers from the states or writers from new zealand or australia or wherever that don't have a decidedly british connection because like with matt smith saying geronimo i i wish the matt smith doctor would have met geronimo something filmed in the united states a historical thing that called attention to exactly who geronimo was right rather than just using him as a catchphrase and i think there's I think Doctor Who shies away from controversial bits of history, and I'd like to see like a return of the pure historical to kind yeah. of address some of these things. Yeah, yeah. I would. I I hadn't thought of that. I would. It would be great to have some American writers on the show. I mean, that would be that would be really interesting. I wonder. 
you know, given Chibnall's, you know, continued, int- you know, working for or interest in Torchwood, you know, mm-hmm. which of course you know, flipped over to the States for his final series, I wonder whether he's got any connections in the kind of, you know, the American writer's field. It'd be great to have that, that, that mm-hmm. kind of new voice. But um, again, that would make it very un-British because, you know. Yeah, could be. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, just to, to, just going back to the racial thing for a bit, I'm, I'm still totally holding a candle torch, whatever the word is, um, for Patterson Joseph to take over the role, <laughs> um, who I think will be an amazing Doctor Who. And mm-hmm. um, if, if Jodie Whittaker regenerates into Patterson Joseph, my, 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 <laughs> my life will be complete. Um, he so needs to be Doctor Who, so needs to do it. Um, and he's, you know, and he'd, he'd certainly, he'd work for $225,000 a season, pounds a season. No problem. No well, problem. I, I think, well, I don't know. <laughs> he was certainly uh, uh, speculated for uh, the 11th Doctor that he would he was. cast. Yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's getting too old now, I don't know. But um, I just think mm, he's just got yeah. just the right kind of, just the right kind of unis Who-ness about him, but maybe we're just going to have a string of uh, a string of females um, playing the role now. Well, thir- thir- thirteen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, thirteen. Yeah. Hmm. Right. Wow. Okay, that's enough. Just kind of general <laughs> rabbiting on. I think. So next week, just a reminder, we will be discussing uh, Leela's first story from the Philip Hinchcliffe, Philip Hinchcliffe tale era. of the Philip Hinchcliffe era. Um, Tom Baker, so the face of evil. Ugh, face of evil. In the UK, you can still get that on DVD. In the US, uh, either your library or BritBox. BritBox is your friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Excellent. Um, I will. I. I. I'm going to be looking forward to that. I'm going to be setting my my um my uh, my alarm to listen to that when it's when it's first when it's broadcast. Okay. I'll be in it as well. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Good. All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode 52 of the Metabulous 2 podcast. I've been talking to Ben. And I have been having a lovely conversation with David. All right. Have a good evening. Have a good evening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Metabilis 2 podcast. You can reach us with email at metabilis2, as a number two, at gmail.com or on Twitter at metabilis2. And again, that's a number two. Hope to hear from you. Bye.